Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello Buglers, another episode of Top Stories today, and today we enjoy Bugle issue 36, where a G8 summit took place in 2008, possibly the longest titled Bugle ever. Oil prices, recession and inflation, but what do the G8 do? Have an 18 course meal. Here I am with the 8 time runner up in the Bugle co-host of the year awards, John Oliver. Top Story this week and the G8 summit. Well, in the two weeks that we've been away, Buglers, the G8 have held another summit, this time in Japan, and they they convened this summit like they convene all of their meetings by projecting the silhouette of a chaffinch into the night sky (laughs) and dropping what they're doing to run and combine the eight pieces of a single magic amulet which they each wear on a chain around their neck. I'm pretty sure that's how they call it, Andy. I can't fathom how else they can organise something with such huge logistical problems. That's the only way you can do it. And at such short notice as well. Well, Exactly. Uh, So, is the world sorted out now? Is everything going to be fine? Well, yes and no, in that, yes, it is not sorted out, and no, it isn't going to be fine. But uh, at least the summit did go off without any horrible camera-catching protesting, and they achieved this through 21,000 police officers, Andy, at a cost (laughs) of $280 million, with the result of two arrests. That is $140 million per arrest. They'd better make those charges stick. (laughs) And to both of them. You don't want to put all that money onto one conviction. You're entering OJ territory there. (laughs) It turns out that the G8 have been a bit naughty with fulfilling their aid pledges that they made at Glen Eagles three years ago. John, it's not so much the actual aid, but the pledging that counts. You know, It's really the thought that's the most important thing there. And as long as Africa knows that we mean to give a shit... It doesn't really matter to them that we don't actually give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and we Brits, we have fulf- we're one of the few countries that have fulfilled our promises. So I think it is probably time for us to have another go at the empire. Yeah. That seems only fair. Well, that's just maths. But yeah. Let's take a look quickly at what the summit actually did achieve. They announced plans to halve global emissions by 2050. I mean, that actually sounds pretty good, but you're right again because we need 
We need to be careful here. These plans of theirs can be very much like the plans of a ten-year-old. Oh, I'm planning to be an astronaut. Then I plan to win the Super Bowl. And then I plan to eat all the ice cream in the world. When you know there's no way that lazy little shit is going to get off his ten-year-old arse and bother achieving even one of those. And the summit ended with a shared vision on climate change. But what was that vision, Andy? Was it a vision of men in suits staring awkwardly at their shoes and mumbling something about polar bears? And this shared vision involved absolutely no concrete plan of agreement over action whatsoever, merely an acknowledgement that they all agreed that there was a problem with climate change. It's like a group of vets standing over a badger they've just run over in their van and agreeing that, yes, he had been run over and that, yes... Someone should definitely do something about this before calling a press conference to excitedly announce how they all concur on the seriousness of the Badger situation, as in the background, the Badger dies. <laughs> GA also discussed rising uh, food prices, which are, of course, affecting all of us across the world in different ways. Some of us are having to spend a little bit more on groceries and a little bit less on the luxuries of life, like plasma screen televisions. And I mean the real ones, John, with human plasma. <laughs> yes. <laughs> To get a better quality of picture. Oh, and, uh, it's, it's also, crystal clear. Also, useful in emergencies. <laughs> you know, they're not cheap, but they'll come down in price <laughs> as they get more popular. They will. Uh, Gordon Brown has made a controversial claim that we shouldn't waste food. Uh, he said that wasted food costs the average family four hundred and twenty pounds extra a year. And really, he's right. It is the government's job to decide how much money families should have to spend extra a year without really noticing. That's a basic tenet of modern democracy. But my grandparents lived through rationing in the war. Yeah, just. And and they saw off the Nazis. By <laughs> no, hold on, not single-handedly. Oh, no. That's a hell of a claim, Andy. <laughs> well, they, they Grandpa did. and Granny's Altman. I did that bit. They saw the Nazis by eating powdered eggs and badger nuggets. It seems the very least I can do to honour our greatest generation by buying more than I need and chucking it away because I feel like a takeaway. Otherwise, John, we might as well dig Hitler up, gaffer tape him to Big Ben and tattoo a swastika on the Queen's arse. Not only did you say that we should stop wasting food, he also announced that the government will be urging supermarkets to drop their three-for-two offers, which encourage overconsumption and wastage. All fair and important points, Andy, but somewhat diluted by the news that the G8 leaders had sat down that night to an 18-course meal <laughs> washed down with wines flown in from Europe and the US. It's like the old, old saying, Andy, don't lecture people about over-consuming food and then go have a 19-course dinner. <laughs> and of course they didn't do that. What they did have, though, was an 18-course dinner. <laughs> And maybe they could have shaved a few courses off that, just for the sake of the moral high ground. Obviously they need to eat. I know that. Could they not have stopped at a massive nine courses? Just try and keep it under double figures. I mean, I'm scanning the menu now. Maybe lose the, the hairy crab bisque soup, because they've already had the boiled clam tomato and shizo in jellied clam soup. You know, you've had a soup. These guys need all the brain food they can get. And, you know, the, eating food like this, that kind of provokes... A kind of sideways thought, and you know they they have kind of different interesting combinations of foods, and maybe that helps their political thought having you know different interesting combinations of policies, and no. so they have to keep having more no. and more courses until they get the solution. Do you only saying that because you would like to have had some of that dinner? I would like to have had that dinner. You know they could have. You saying that they shouldn't have held off on the milk-fed lamb flavored with herbs and mustard because just six courses ago they'd had the roast lamb with black truffle. And they, at that point, were starting to take the piss. <laughs> I, I agree, it can appear insensitive to eat uh, an 18-course meal while there are 
literally millions and millions and millions of people starving to death in the world. I think at the very least, they should have had some of those courses served by airdrop. Uh, it would have looked like they cared if they'd had their confused lobster meringue with an aggression of caviar served on a ten-poster bed of triffid petals. If it had been served being dumped out the back of a remote-controlled model aeroplane. It's all about PR. At least they made these pronouncements before dinner and not during it. <laughs> and I do think that was wise. There's no doubt that as a whole the summit was disappointing, occasionally pathetic and instantly forgettable. But there was a staggering moment... At the end, at least an incredible anecdote was provided from this, and that Bush uh, apparently surprised the other world leaders at the end of this summit during a private meeting by closing out that private meeting with the words, and this is true, goodbye then from the world's biggest polluter. He then punched the air while grinning widely as the rest of those present, including Gordon Brown and Sarkozy, looked on in shock. Impending global conflict news now, and Iran has fired a rocket at Israel. Well, it hasn't, but it's shown that it could do by testing out some rockets. I think rockets makes it sound slightly less sinister than missiles. Really? Yeah. Why? Fire a rocket. I suppose it does. I suppose you're probably right. That sounds more like a firework, doesn't it? Or the kind of thing that you build at weekends if you're unhappy with your wife. Oh, that's what missiles are basically, just fireworks. Yeah. They get basically the same reaction. Just maybe a slightly more fearful ooh than you get with fireworks. I I kind of object to the surprise that's greeted uh, this event because we all should have seen this coming. When you realise that Iran haven't pissed the world off for a while, you know that they've got something brewing. (laughs) Uh, The international community were up in arms over Iran testing a long-range missile which had uh, the capability of reaching Tel Aviv. And it was that last sentence which really made the world take notice. Apparently, it can reach Israel. But uh, we also have to understand that this is pretty much the selling point for almost anything in the Middle East now, whether or not something can reach Israel. Property, or this is a beautiful three-bed property with a balcony from where you can reach Israel, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Cars, <laughs> this this car's miles per gallon mean that it could reach Israel on a single tank. <laughs> it's also a way of working out distance. Is it far to the swimming pool? No, not too far, just two hundredth of the distance from here to Israel as the missile flies. <laughs> as a Jewish human being, Andy, yep. how does this make you feel, this impending annihilation? Well, I don't, I don't really see it. As that, John, you've got to take it as a compliment, you know, whenever Thank you. any adversary yes. starts, you know, giving you a bit of verbal or a bit of, you know, missile testing, then, you know, it shows that they're afraid of you and they, they, they respect you. You know, it just shows that we Jews are getting it right. I think we'd be worried if no one was threatening to bomb the land that was promised There's nothing to us. worse than being irrelevant. Yeah. Who's threatening to bomb Luxembourg? The, the key word here, though, is that these were staged missile tests. You know, there was supposed to be an international audience for this. That's what it was for. Iran are currently at the forefront of experimental theatre, and this was just another of their site-specific productions. And I have to say, it's a welcome move on from their last production, which was a modern-day interpretation of the importance of being earnest, with the part of Algernon Moncrief being played by a nuclear warhead, um, (laughs) reviewed in the Tehran Times as an explosive kabuki. Um, These missiles were fired uh, during war games, and of course there are concerns that those games can often be a gateway drug into actual wars. And if we learn one thing from the classic 1983 movie War Games, Andy, it's not only that a young Matthew Broderick is the only person capable of saving the planet, (laughs) 
but that these things can escalate quickly out of control. That, and the fact that a game of noughts and crosses, is the only way to teach computers the concept of futility. Does Broderick still have that power? Of course he does. And if so, why has he not used it? Well, hold on a second, Andy. He's more like, he's like a benign god, Broderick. Right. He likes to give the humanity the freedom that he has offered them. Right. And he'll step in if things get a little too fiery. Right. So, I'm just saying, spoiler alert, <laughs> don't be surprised if you see Matthew Broderick providing a helping hand over the next decade. OK. Uh, apparently Iran doctored a photo of the missile launch to suggest that four rockets had gone off, rather than three, uh, and apparently the fourth one never left its launcher. Uh, John, it's great hope for the world that Iran basically doesn't have to make weapons anymore, it can just make pictures of weapons right. and email those pictures to reach Israel. If you're going to Photoshop stuff, you could make it a lot more entertaining than that and you'll have it coming out of a man's mouth. Yeah. Just a guy <laughs> firing it out of his mouth. Well, hopefully they'll get more ambitious as they learn to use the software. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, Buglers. If the world is getting you down, get some bad vibes off your chest by listening to Catharsis the new show from Tiff Stevenson. Now go to the Bugle website to find it. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.